Hello, you lot. Hello. Look at this. It's just three of us. The three musketeers. Have three we, have amigos. We started. We started. Have we started? Oh, wow. Yeah. We've started. The front row. We'd make a good front row, wouldn't we? Yeah. Where would I be in the middle? Would You'd I be think? the hooker. Yeah, hooker. Mm. Um, John, you just popped a little Super League hat on. Yeah, I'm very on brand, isn't it? Very passionate about Super League. I know you so are. So I've just got Super League merch. You're the face. You, you are the face of Super League. I'm the arse of Super League. You used to be the face of the um, the campaign for refereeing, didn't you? Um, which was ironic. I did, and I know where you're going with this, Mark. It was respect the referees campaign. Go on, um, Mark, carry on. Well, you just had zero respect for referees. <laughs> for no, minutes I, a week. I did. I had a lot of respect for referees. It's touch judges I can't stand. Subhuman scum. <laughs> <laughs> Subhuman scum. Not even referees. Didn't even make it. <laughs> touch judges. Poor touch, old touch judges. Well, they don't need touch judges now, do we? <laughs> Is this going to be the discussion? No, but we don't. Do we? Elaborate. It's almost like as redundant as a square leg umpire in cricket. Why do we need a square leg umpire in cricket? To judge um, on runouts. <laughs> what, yeah. as, as what opposed else? to the video ref? Video. Yeah, when it goes to video ref anywhere. Right. Is his foot in touch? Guy's not sure. We mm. go to video ref. Just get rid of him. <laughs> Do they not wave the flag to catch the referee's yeah, but they, attention at Then times. they never back themselves. So, what, so, so what, what we do, what we're doing is belittling touch judges weekly by going to the video referee. He puts his flag up. Well, we'll just check it. Ah, you were wrong. Right, you're stupid. That's what's happening. Yeah. Save some money as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Didn't realise that was the direction we go. I mean, if you are a touch judge and you're listening. Um, so it's not against, well, it's not against to... touch judges personally. It's just their role, the role in the game. The role of touch judges. I've got a lot of respect for officiators yeah. of all sports. But you want to make the touch judges redundant. I just think they're already redundant. But just, it's like, you know, when you've got a family member who's, who's sort of dying slowly. That's what's really happening. What about the like in the, the, the fourth tier? And there's no video cameras. Yeah, just yeah. Keep them for them. Fine. Be yeah. fine. <laughs> is there, is there any, is you, have you got a favourite touch judge? TV um, Tony Martin, perhaps. Yeah, that was the point of your story, wasn't it? The reason yeah. you brought that up is I was on the respect the referees thing, and then yeah. obviously me and Paul Welland spent about ten years just questioning referees in the wrong way. You know, mm. I got it wrong all the time. But I used to question Tony Archer. For me, used to come on with his flag Tony on the Martin. TV. Tony Martin. Who's Tony Archer? I think he's an Australian referee. Right. Tony Martin used yeah. to come on the field but he seemed to come on in TV games so I was on to him but I wasn't I was just being a smart ass as per and um, he had a load of red wine at the Man of Steel dinner and, and he took me and pointed to the poster that said respect the referees and went covered in red wine you know where your teeth have gone blue <laughs> yeah. you've did, had he walk, did he grab your hand and walk yeah. you to the poster and this, look at this. this this is an outrage <laughs> This you don't respect us, and that was it. <laughs> At which point, did you reply? No, no, I was just like, cool, man. Yeah, it's just a job, isn't it? <laughs> Relax, chill. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a job. Anyway, what I want to talk about today, um, which is reasonably topical, bearing in mind what ten days ago happened mm. with England and, and Italy. A few little things, and you mentioned the word sub. I can't look at your face now. You've not got a beard. Do you know ever? Do you ever do that with somebody who's it's... got a beard and they've lost them? <laughs> do you know you can't? You start looking at different parts of the face. Well, you look at which part you like. I don't at. know. Like your lip is bigger than what I remember. <laughs> you, look, you look more <laughs> of a weasel than I thought. Actually, I with a beard on. See yeah. your lip from top. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, let's get back. Let's get Sorry. back to back Sorry. to topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so subhuman scum, we'll talk about the subhuman scum when it comes to social media yeah. and some England players, which I know we've talked about a lot, social media, but there, there is another conversation there to be had, which we'll do shortly. But England finishing essentially second at a major tournament, it seems to have been something that's been celebrated and they talk about progress and like, this isn't a football podcast, but um, in, in general, yeah. do you think that that success should be celebrated of coming second, second place, the first loser? 
Um, I, th- I think there's a bigger thing at, at hand here is that I think the country needed something to sort of galvanise spirits again for us all to join behind something. I felt like everyone sort of needed that and I think the England football team have done that and really, I think, have galvanised everybody's support behind one thing and I, I just can't remember the last time where I felt like that in society in general or whatever. You, th- you talk about like Brexit or, you know, politics or whatever and it's it's very divisive there's not many things we can have a unified opinion on and that we all see the same way with the England football team I felt like it's the first time in years where everybody has gathered behind something and felt like we're all going in the same direction because of what we've been through as a planet really you know yeah, what the country's yeah. been through obviously yeah yeah and and look getting to the final it you know it all felt great it's very disappointing that we lost but what are we saying? Should we celebrate coming second? I think it's very British to celebrate coming second, isn't it? It's like a you know plucky second places is like this thing that we've positioned ourselves as. We're not, we kind of suit it, you know. The self-loathing, you know, when the penalties were happening, we all thought it's not going to. Yeah, happen. they were. In, I think people were enjoying the fact that we, we, it was going badly for us because it was a, a self-predicting prophecy. Is that right? You, you've said it. Own it. <laughs> I think, I've read, I think I've read that phrase. Self-fulfilling prophecy. So felt <laughs> that one. Are you yeah. hungover, Mark? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I found, found that, I think it, historically we've been a nation of like second best, like John says, and we kind of enjoy it and we kind of <laughs> predict it's going to happen and enjoy that failure quite a bit and then enjoy getting on the back of whoever's part of the team and, and Southgate and, and, and all the players. But I think this year it's been very different. Like John said, it's it's come from that divisive nature that that's been filling the air for the last few years. And I, I was actually watching it, thinking it's great for for rugby league in this country at the end of the year that we've had such a su- successful tournament in terms of the spirit of the nation and and the messages that have been put forward by the team and 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 the ethos behind that. But going into a rugby league World Cup, I think it might kind of trigger trigger some support for that as well. Mm. They've got to build on that, haven't they? We talked about yeah. the World Cup. I mean, it is, it's a great opportunity. And, and look, obviously, it's, it's not going to have anywhere near the, the, the level of profile that the, the England football team have had and that tournament has had and the time, the timing of the tournament, bearing in mind that even when the Euros started, you had maybe six, seven, eight thousand people in some yeah, stadiums yeah, yeah. up until <laughs> a pretty well, much packed out Wembley Stadium with 90,000 people. It looked normal, didn't it? You just kind of forgot for that period. You know, you're looking at the stadium and you're thinking... You know, we've been in through this pandemic mm-hmm. and whatnot. It just felt normal. I think that's what I enjoyed about the football. Is I enjoyed. I think I, on the, on the topic of us being like plucky second places, I actually feel like that, in terms of performance, is a really nice stepping stone to go on and win a trophy mm-hmm. like a World Cup or something. I think in the th- future of this England football team, the evidence is now that will be the reason that they win in something in the future. You know, the failure that they've just gone through now. Mm. It's not like, you know, they competed. They were probably the best team in the competition, but lost in the final. And a lot of young guys would have taken a huge amount from that tournament. And that's like performance. Mm. You know, every team, you know, you've got to take something out of the adversity that they're going through now. And the young guys who took the penalties will learn so much from that. And, have to deal with that because that's sport and you've got to deal with it. And we're better for it as well, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. In terms of character, the young lad Saka, um, Saka that missed the, the final penalty, I, I was really impressed that he, he, he stepped up and took it as well because I think a lot of other players put their hand up but he was adamant he wanted to take That's what I read. He was yeah. adamant he wanted to take it. In terms of a 19-year-old young man who's 
been on such a massive stage to 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 put yourself out there, take it, and then obviously learn from it, and and uh, yeah, and learn from from a performance side of things. But as a, as a man, just just owning it, I thought was really impressive. It's weird that the, the, all the young guys took penalties though. Yeah, do you know? In, in in a in a rugby sense, like would you've got a game winning conversion, you wouldn't bring a young guy off the bench to kick the goal, would you? Mm. Uh, you know, I know it's it's a wholly different skill and it's much. That's, simpler that's, I suppose skill. that's competence and pressure and, and yeah, Gareth Southgate I think picked the, the penalty takers, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, he probably had full confidence and thought they're the most competent. He'll back the character, which is, is quite again quite impressive, I think. Yeah, and then you've got I guess the the sort of the full circle and the irony and the 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 imagery of. Of someone like Southgate at the end, consoling Bakayo Saka, yeah. when he was the one being consoled 25 years ago at Wembley at the same stadium, yeah, yeah. the old stadium. So that that's quite a powerful uh, image. But then that you know leads us on to the stuff which I just find I I don't even know how to kind of put it into words really. But subhuman scum is a good. Is <laughs> it's a good great, one. isn't it? It is a great. Yeah, one. Let's let's use that again because I I I feel embarrassed to 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 share the same air on this planet. With people who are responsible for what they've they've done over the last, you're talking about the the um, few days, yeah, yeah, the, the, the trolling, the, and racist. The I mean, within minutes of Bukayo Saka, and I don't know what this says about it's widespread to put it on, you know, a cultural UK societal problem, but I think it is, and you know, and I know they get this, and a lot, a lot of the abuse actually came from other countries and from Italy as well, um, but within minutes there was a, an orangutan emoji on Bukayo Saka's Instagram. And, and and it just it got me thinking. Just who who are these people? Because it's who almost no, but, but who are they? Like I I want to I want to picture them. I want to know more about them. I want to try and even understand what what motivates them or what they get out of this. What kicks they get out of it? You know, we're, we're talking essentially. Uh, are we are we talking about people with just zero self worth? Yeah, I, I think that unfortunately the planet has its fair share of knobs, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, and. And, you know, you don't really hear from them or get any interaction from them. Mm. If you want to see knobby behaviour, just go on Instagram and the football's going on. And, you know, there was one clip that I watched and I thought this is kind of where the country's at at some stages. Mm. There's a guy put a firecracker up his arse and lit it. Yeah. And that was an entire story. And I'm like... That's someone's dad. Like, where's daddy tonight? No, the the people are putting that out on the internet. Yeah. So, look, like it's abhorrent. <laughs> it's abhorrent the racism. Yeah. But it's not surprising. No. Because there's enough idiots out there who, who <laughs> have. But, but the, the, the idiots have always been there. Yeah. But they've just never had a platform to have their, have their idiotic, stupid, ignorant views heard. And, and now they are because of social media. But as bizarre and idiotic as it is, a, a sort of forty-five, fifty-year-old man sticking a red flare up his arsehole and lighting it in the middle of Leicester Square. Is it Leicester Square? Yeah, great. I, I don't, <laughs> great for any tourist. I, 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 I don't think you can. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the UK. There's just <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> The and, and we we constantly think we've evolved from the 1980s as well. And you see pictures yeah, well, like that. But look, we shouldn't draw. They they're idiotic in their own way. But there's a very different, <laughs> different type kind of, of idiot. type of person to then yeah, the people what, we're talking about who would write but, racist abuse on but, a 19 year old social media. Yeah, but what my point is is that you wouldn't stick a flare up your ass in Leicester Square, would you? I don't know. I, I can't rule that out. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing. But what was it, people he stick what it up co- his own a red one? Was it stuck up his ass? Pe- I think it was a red one. It was, yeah, it was definitely red. Yeah, yeah. nice. Like, 
catches the catches the eye, doesn't it? I what think how he feels today. Embarrassed. What did you do last night? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, I just, I think there's like that. I know it's a really like tenuous like it crossover what i'm trying to say yeah. is that people behave in the strangest of ways mm. there's nothing weirder than people it it's people never cease to surprise me and i think the reaction when you saw those penalties get missed is you know we talk about like there's not an issue well of course there is because i was not surprised to hear that that was the reaction mm. yeah. that's crazy isn't it yeah, for it to be normalized mm. that's crazy but what is that if that, that we now just expect it and, and almost accept it? And I, I know we don't, and I know it's been absolutely condemned by everyone and it's abhorrent and all these What do those words even mean? You know, that's the first thing that comes out from statements, oh, there's this abhorrent behaviour, the Prime Minister saying, you know, this is just yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, shit, though. Yeah, it, it, fucking him, him Boris Johnson. The, of the Cabinet have said that they, they didn't support players taking a knee. He said so many racist things in, in the past. It, it starts at the top and trickles down. So if yeah. if people see the Prime Minister, the leader of our country, mm. saying all kinds of, kinds of shit and, and, and not condemning racism in the past, what, 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 what do they expect? It's just going to trickle down. If they, if they see he doing it, him doing it, it kind of validates it for other people to do it. And it's, it's fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, they have to say something, don't but they? The right, to, the right... The hypocrites. The, the, the right look at you know our politics at the minute mm. you know it's it is right of center and it's about separatism it's it's about divisions between people it's about leaving the eu it's about you know making britain great again what the fuck that means do you know what i mean that that's where our politics is at and then it, it ripples through society doesn't it mm. like i just think the right this separatist sort of mildly sort of fascist side of society has got a vehicle and a mouthpiece mm. and has felt mobilized now more than it ever has. And, and, and there's a number of reasons why, but, but that's one of the biggest issues we face. Mm. And, and it manifests itself in ignorant, racist abuse yeah. that just like, like I like your question, Will is who is that? Yeah. Who is it? Right? Because we we would never do that. No. I don't know anybody who would no. do that. So who is doing it? No. And look, the, the, I think the thing is, because because of social media, when you think back even to the time where we were talking about Gareth Southgate 25 years ago, imagine the shit he would have got 25 years ago if maybe, social media maybe, existed. Maybe it's always been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this has given them a platform to, to do it, these yeah. people. But I think that that's a, an, a, an interesting examination to, to to make, is who yeah, who are these people? But they're faceless. That they're never called out. So, so you know, interestingly as well, that when you look at, say, the BBC write an article, and it's quite a stirring article, and people comment on it, and there's an it's an opinionated piece. The, the BBC are responsible for monitoring the comments underneath. So, for example, Ofcom could complain if if there was racist content on that article. The BBC would be responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So they edit, have to edit. They have to get rid of all the. The, the abuse and the racist stuff on that. Social media companies don't because they're not, not monitored in the same way. They're not regular. They're not treated like a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. However, we've seen and it's you know they can find these people within within two minutes if they wanted to. Yeah. Well, so I so think, how I the think, hell are they not all individually being dragged out? Of well, this they should gutter that they should. They should. They should be hauled over the coals. They mm. should be made a public example of. Um, you know, and it's the only way to deal with it mm. is make them accountable for for. Like what they think they've done is funny, 
or they think they can do they show think it's the, funny or do they, no, I don't know. no so what are they trying to do like I don't know hurt somebody's feelings they, they, they're probably feel they're themselves. probably desperate for attention aren't they but is that so, what it is then it is so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, me describing them as pe people with with very little slash zero self-worth yeah is when you then try and imagine who these people are um, you know let's face it the majority of them are white working class guys who have probably zero respect for themselves or a value in their own life yeah. but the only thing the only people that they think are beneath them are people who aren't white yeah yeah which i think is is you know does this happen in other countries does it happen in other sports i'm not saying yeah. you know ru rugby league for example is not perfect right and there are probably just as many wankers up north as there are down south geographically right mm. maybe not maybe you might yeah. not agree with that but no definitely not they, they don't have these. There are not these issues in rugby league. No, there, are, no. there are not players being called out, and you know, and I know it doesn't have the, the the hype and the the media exposure that other sports do. And it is a minority sport within the UK, so maybe it's just not getting the attention. But it does. It does not have that systemic problem in in that sport, does it? No, but society has the problem. Yeah. So the wider in society things go, the more extreme opinion is, isn't it? Mm. So if you have ten thousand people, the extremes of that opinion, you know in that group of people is so much. But if you've got 60 million people yeah. and they're all interested in something, the extremes of opinion there are huge, aren't mm. they? And, and, and we, more as well. Yeah, and we've got to be careful because if these opinions are out there and people actually think like this mm. and people actually react to sport like this, mm. then it's better out than in. We, we should find out who these people are. Mm. And, and you know, as long as the punishments are there, but yeah. the punishments aren't there. That's no, the problem. Not. But, but but people thinking they can do that, and or thinking, or even thinking it but not doing it, mm. is almost worse. You know, for me, is in like get once it's out there, mm. digital information now can't be erased, can it? No. So this guy or girl who's commented on that post should never work again. Mm. Should never be employed again. Mm. Should have his life destroyed. Mm. because of his actions but he won't no. but that's that's the only way to deal with it no well look we, we said this all along I, I don't understand why well and like, I kind of do understand but I I don't get why it's not been enforced that if you set up a social media account whether you set up an Instagram account Twitter account TikTok whatever other crap there is you have to put your passport detail in you have to put your passport number in. Yeah, that should happen. I don't and think that, it that's will. Surely it's the most simple. You, you can only have an account if you're verified through your passport number. Yeah. And therefore, anything you write, you're accountable. Or we just everyone just boycott Instagram and Twitter and stuff and just get back to being normal people. But there are great things for social media. To, yeah. to, the, it does offer some great things. What? You know, for, well, it, it, you know, knowledge, information is power. Um, it's being nosy. What's the benefit of it? There are great things that come out Go of social on, media. Me. Well, even in terms of Twitter is, in, is information, isn't it? Information is power, so speed, it's journalism, it's speed, the speed of journalism. Speed of information. Well, it's, it, think how long it would take to print a newspaper after a sporting event, for example, whereas now information is there at the click of a finger. But websites yeah. do that, don't they? But it's not or an app. Yeah. Sky Sports it, News it's, app. It's unregulated stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Yeah. We're getting yeah. to it, is, is the fact that I can put an opinion piece out about, you know... If you could do... Let's do that, fake news, whether yeah. it's with Brexit... Mm. It's not fact-checked. It's COVID. Not, yeah. Loads of conspiracy theories are just out there in the wild because nothing's fact-checked. Anyone, anyone can say anything and people believe it. And mm. that's what... 
you know, starts issues like this. It's got to be regulated, hasn't it? And, I find and it, I find sport, it... sport's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. what you find is it brings out the emotional worst in people, doesn't it? Mm, mm. So the football result of the night brings out emotional extremes, doesn't it? Tribal, because yeah. it's tribal. And, yeah. and, and, and that's when it's a real issue, isn't it? Mm. When you get such an interest in something, people become so passionate and obsessed by something that they can't help but react in a way that they think mm. they should. Mm. And, and it's in, only in people's reactions in extreme moments that you probably scratch the surface of the character, don't you? Mm. So you find out that so-and-so, you know, is racist or is using, not necessarily racist, but is using somebody's race against them mm. as a weapon, weaponizing mm. someone's skin colour, you know. As a, you but isn't that, as I mean, a fascinating is probably the wrong word, but I, I am I absolutely intrigued as to how someone's default position can be racist because that's what it comes down to isn't it the, the default well, position yeah, is racism it's um it's nurture it's their environment that they're in it's it's people's parents or schools or friendship groups that's what breeds it it's not normal to dislike someone or have that much hatred towards someone just because they have a different color skin it's, God, it must take so much energy to be that angry about yeah. it. Mm. But, but as we've all said we, we don't know anyone that would do that we would have never ever behave like that so like, what are these people? And that's that. I think is 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 well, what the we only need way to be we get, asking. The only way we're going to find out is to round them all up and it, round them all up, get them in a sports hall somewhere, and just be like, "Look, guys, what's going on? <laughs> we need educating as well. No, what's like, going what, on? What, here? What's your problem? Yeah, and there needs to be consequences. Like, like I'll, I'll use, I think I've used this example before on the 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 podcast in its original format. Mm. Was a guy was. Like essentially threatening to kill me, like daily, a Wigan fan, mm. you know, and he was like threatening me, threatening me, threatening John me. John Wilkin hammers. Yeah, he was just honestly, just every day. Die, threatening to kill you. Die, uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. run you over for C, die you, C U N T. Yeah, you, you know, you're effing this, effing that. You know, I'm gonna find out where your family live. I'm gonna torch the house, and all this. Is that bad? Yeah, I thought you just said you were shit at room. No, no, no. It was proper every oh, day, just coming know. at me. Right. Anyway, but, he, but his pro, like his well, face his, was there. His, his... All he had was a picture of Arnold Clark Renault on his on his t-shirt. <laughs> I've heard this story. So yeah. I rang Arnold Clark in Wigan <laughs> yeah. and told him. And then I emailed him a copy of all the messages he'd sent me. Mm. And then this, we're going to let him go unless I accepted his apology. Yeah. But that's consequences, isn't it? Mm. So there needs to be consequences. Otherwise, people get away with it. And people, the problem yeah. with social media and the reaction, which I'm saying, I, I agree, instantaneous reaction. Mm. Social media has provided an outlet for people. But the unintended consequence of that is this, the disgusting parts of human nature that come through, mm. isn't it? And it needs to be regulated. Otherwise, we're just going to be having these conversations. And also, the conversation about this following what was an amazing European Championships for England yeah. is now dominating the news narrative is racism. Mm. And for people who are lonely, who have got time on their hands, who want attention, they know this is a way of getting it. What an awful society to live in, the fact it that is, we've yeah. all just admitted that, that we all kind of expected that to happen it was absolutely no surprise to see no. that was it at no. all and, and and even within minutes of it happening and then you know it's absolutely no surprise the following days to then see people kind of condemning it and the prime minister and people coming out and the, the duke and duchess of cambridge and... yeah like flash said how can boris johnson say anything like how can he comment on anything ever. he's the most privileged you know he, he's he, he's 
he's the wrong guy. We, I mean, look, we, we'll also, us three will never understand what it's like to be racially abused, obviously. Um, but we're empathetic towards the views of those people mm. and un understand that they've had a different life to us and their views are as, as relevant as anybody's views and their mm. experiences are, are as relevant as ours. So. This, that, this is the thing about it, though. What we're doing is we're talking about the skin colour of three footballers who've just been through the most life-changing, incredible mm. tournament with the country and very nearly won it for us all. Mm. And we're talking about the colour of the skin. And, and who, who've probably been celebrated by these people who a couple of weeks later are abusing them. But this is what, it's controlled the narrative of the, 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 the you know, the content after and mm. the fallout, you know, sometime after it now and we're talking about it. Mm. But it's being controlled by this minority of people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does the fact that we're talking about it now and it's all over the news today, does that kind of promote it in a way? Yeah. Because someone else will go, oh, I'll do that next time because look, look at all the attention it started and all yeah. the, the, the fury. Yeah. Fiori? Another word. Fiori. 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 Yeah, you speak Tyson, Italian as well. Tyson Fiori. Fiori. He's created. He was a big night last night. <laughs> Fiori? Fiori. So Fiori. Fiori. Fiore. Mike, Fiore. 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 <laughs> Tyson Fiore. Fiorentina. Fiore. Say it. You're not saying it right. Say it again. Fiore. Go on. Fiore. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, this is what happens when I talk. Yeah, I just, just keep quiet. Yeah. Shut, shut the fuck up. I, I, I just think, um, like we've said, nothing will change until, uh, that's one example on that passport one I've heard used many many times and the obvious answer is why that won't happen is because the social media companies won't allow that to happen because if you suddenly have to regulate and put your passport on can you imagine how many millions of users they would lose therefore advertising and everything that's that goes why with governments it. need to be strong and just say sort it out or we'll just you won't be able to to, to run it in our country mm. like you do in China you could do it off Twitter and Instagram in China and North Korea yeah. do they mm. even if those views are regulated though they're still out there aren't they that's the issue and they've always been there those views these oh, views yeah. haven't just appeared because no, social no, media no. like we said earlier no, no, it's no, given them always... a platform for their views to be aired yeah. most of these people well, you know unless they're completely stupid um uh, uh, alias accounts and whatever it's like a picture of a pirate with you know some random location or whatever so you know who it comes back to who who are these people and the worrying thing for me and we've talked about it i mean even years ago with remember raheem sterling um at chelsea when he was racially abused there and they could see the guy in the crowd and remember he they they pulled him out and they found him and he had a i can't remember what his job was he had a pretty pretty decent job family guy kids and um you know and he lost and he lost his job but he denied it that he was saying certain things you know through the lip reading or whatever he claimed that he was saying one thing and it would be horrific if he hadn't said what he'd you know, allegedly been been accused of uh, and lost his job. But he, yeah. when he talked about consequences, he faced the consequences. Yeah, but 90% yeah. plus of these people now doing this and sticking these things on Instagram and on social media aren't facing any consequences no. at all. Yet they're still celebrating these these guys' success. You know, when they're scoring goals and they're, they're, yeah. they're doing all the great things on the pitch, they're behind them. And then they can turn like that. I mean, but what problem, does that say about society? But the society? problem with society is then that you spend a lot of your time worrying about the noisy minority of people. Whereas, look, the likelihood of anybody who thinks that it's apt to put anything like that on the end of a post, making any impact on this planet and doing anything of any merit is zero. They are not going to achieve anything in life. Mm. So, you know... We're talking about a group of idiots whose life is something that 
unenviable that we probably don't want mm. and that have got zero chance of making any impact on the planet whatsoever. But do you think also, you know, you talk about, again, trying to put a face to these people, trying to put a character to these type of people. Obviously, trolling has, has become more of a thing since social media has been around because... The, the, the trolls can kind of always win. Everyone, there's always that, that there's that culture on social media of having the last word, isn't there? Mm -hmm. So we've all done it. We've all got involved with someone on social media who said something, and then you you bite back. You know you shouldn't, but you're saying something, and you think like, oh, I'm going to end it. I'll, I'll end this with this comment, whatever. And then they keep going, and you go again, and mm -hmm. then someone wants to have the last word. So trolling's always, um, but it's certainly been there over the last twenty odd years, isn't it? Since social media's been around 15, 15 years, since since being able to comment on someone's Facebook or comment on a picture or you know comment on someone yeah. who's doing something, who's, someone's been successful and they're being lauded or whatever, and someone wants to bring them down. That's that that has been there for years. Again, we've given them a platform to do that now. But there's there's trolling and then there's this this behaviour, and they they are completely separate things. Yeah, yeah, I th yeah. You, you're right, you can have an opinion on somebody and, and put it out there, but, you know, if it had just been abuse about missing the penalty or missing penalties, then mm. that's fine. That's that's just part of the job. But mm. what we're suggesting is these guys miss penalties because they're black. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is that what we're doing? Mm. And in terms of trolling, like, um, it's it will always happen. Even if it doesn't happen to you first, it happens in the background, doesn't mm. it? Like, people have... An opinion on you, whether you like it or not, mm. you just don't get to hear it that often. Yeah. So you know, trolling will always happen, and uh, you know, I I caught myself uh, probably about five or six years ago trolling somebody by accident, not by accident. <laughs> um, there was a guy in Manchester called Scott Alexander, and he was um, <laughs> he put loads of videos out saying he's Manchester's biggest spender. He used to live in my building. Yeah, and he he was like. We, but we double teamed him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's just setting a horrendous example for young people. You know, he was yeah. taking growth hormone and, you know, embezzling funds in some illegitimate <laughs> protein allegedly. powder company, allegedly. Um, and I just don't know why. Me and Flash just, we started having Still nibbles. Winding him up. And I don't know why I did it. And I look back and I was like, actually, that's trolling, isn't it? Yeah. Because I was goading him into reacting. And when he reacted, um, you know, I got a response. But yeah. then... I remember chatting with my dad, and my dad was like, "What are you doing? Like, is that what, flash Tom to do it? No, but what are you doing? Like, my dad doesn't say a lot. When he does, it usually means quite a lot as yeah. well. He's like, "What you? What's your aim from doing that? Because I was telling him about it, sort of thinking it was funny. Yeah. And then I realised actually, it's not funny, is it? Mm. It's not funny. It's just nothing positive comes of it, is there? I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, he offered <laughs> me to a boxing match. Did he? Yeah, yeah. That was well after Derek Beaumont offered you out, wasn't it? I don't think Derek Bowman offered me. <laughs> <laughs> I could make that happen, though. Well, I would, I'd love to make it happen. Look, Derek, if you're listening, let's, judo let's do it. Judo chop me from distance. <laughs> judo. Is it judo? So, obviously, we're, we, we, you know, very topical. Correct. Still talking about taking the knee and all, all different sports taking the knee and, and, and what can be done, essentially, to... to um, to keep the message going and, and it's even more important now given what's happened with the England football team you know is this something that's just suddenly going to drop away next season suddenly you know we're not taking the knee and whatever but again with, with, with people listening now to three white guys talk about taking the knee which probably has zero relevance to yeah. to anyone of colour listening right yeah. but for me and I know it may have been diluted that message some people see that that message is it having been diluted just because it's now just becomes part of the routine. What does it mean? Whatever. But without that there, I think to take it away has, has 
has more of an impact. I, I, think should, I, I think there should be more I things think, that, that yeah, become think, part of the I routine think, of sport. Yeah, more different to make that things message. because I agree there needs to be some action taken, but I think the, the knee probably loses its impact the longer it goes on because at the end of the day, it's just a knee. Mm. Then there needs to be more ed- but do you don't, you, do you don't, you don't think that's a powerful message uh, still I, taken I do it? I do I think something should I think this should be done but I just don't know whether it just becomes just a routine that happens for a game and then within a few months people this, don't know why it started but even if it's Again, a routine is, it's a powerful routine it's isn't just it? mental right because right if you take a knee and you're in a team you are saying to your teammates I'm supporting you yeah so somebody really passionate about you know, the, a movement or, or or anything, yeah. and you all get behind him as a team because you support your teammates. This is where society's lost the plot with what it means. Me taking a knee next to Raheem Sterling, it's just saying to my teammate next to me, I've got you. Yeah. We're in this together. That's gr- that's a great thing. That's a great yeah. thing, but society's lost it. They've lost the plot with it because now it's becoming a political thing. Mm. People can't have an opinion on me supporting my teammate. Like it's nonsense. We're all basically what sports saying is we're taking a knee. We're all in this together. We're a team. We're going to work together, and 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 that's what society needs to take from sport. Yeah. Not divide us by, you know, this political bullshit. But, that but then who, who it. are the people that are making that divisive? Because I, cause you hear so many pathetic well, arguments. Well, politicians. politicians. Boris Johnson encouraged freedom, freedom of speech. He said it's good to boo teams taking the knee yeah. or it's okay too it's freedom of speech mm. yeah it it's is just but, don't but be why are you booing 11 guys who are just committing to something between each you, other you, you're booing a very simple powerful message which is so confusing for, for that. that's something I'll never quite be able to get my, my head around and but this is the, the thing. The, the warning for me, though, is that they are going to take these things away, and it'll be like, oh look, that was just on the back of George Floyd, and it was that season, and then sort of next season, what what do we have as a as a message? Just because it's maybe lost its power because it's become so routine, doesn't mean that it should disappear. No, no. But, but, this but is, they need to do more on the back of it as well. If yeah. you carry on doing it, they need to do like five minute educational kind of previews before a match. But the, on, people, on why but the people that done. need educating, and again, we're going back to the people who write these messages. The people that need educating are, to me, some of the people, and there may be people listening to this podcast who have this view, uh, and, and you know they look at these p- political side of these these movements and these organisations, Black Lives Matter, for example, and people who would say, well, look, all lives matter. Well, they've completely missed the point. Because yeah. <laughs> I've heard numerous people use that, 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 those words, all lives matter, not just Black Lives Matter. Yeah, why, yeah. We, you know, why are we taking the knee? Why are we saying we should be celebrating all lives? Like, but if, 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 all if lives your don't team matter until Black Lives Matter as much as White Lives. Right, exactly. okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's it, the best thing if, you ever said, though. If and my teammate said, right, guys, you know, Jermaine McGilvery at Huddersfield, you know, says, right, lads, we're taking the knee. Yeah. I've got his back. I'll do anything. We bleed for each other when you play rugby together. You know, to support a cause that's really close to his heart, mm. you know, we stand and clap for Rob Burrow and Mossy mm. Masoy, you mm. know. Like, if you, if we want to support our teammates, we do. Mm. And it doesn't need judgment from people. No. If, if they, one, of my teammates, one of my teammates decides to take a knee because he's passionate about this, I'm taking a knee with you yeah. because that's the essence of being in a team. And never has this country been more disjointed and less like a team. Mm. So what you know, what society needs to do is stop injecting their politics into sport and just view it as what it is, is a group of men or women committing to support each other. Mm. And that's... You'd be a good politician, I reckon. 
Yeah. I would. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. But isn't it interesting that we, you know, I, I made that massive sweeping generalization about 20 minutes ago of, of um, just some things that I've read, articles that I've read, radio shows I've listened to, podcasts I've listened to about these issues where we're talking about someone with, with no self-worth. And, you know, again, it's a, it's a sweeping generalization to say that it, we're, we're looking at potentially white, young, middle-class men who don't have anything in their life to celebrate. They have no value. They have no self-worth. Whether that's been, you know, hammered home to them recently because of the conservative government, whatever, they would have an answer for all of these things, right? And they still need to be, I know your example is round them all up, stick them in the sheep pen and we'll punish them, whatever. They still need to somehow be given a chance to be educated and to be... To, to have some sort of purpose to realise that you, you can't behave like how that. How do you educate that? Come I, on. I think they're lost causes. You need to start at school level and yeah. teach it on a curriculum of like... But they're not going to go anywhere, these people. So no, we, they're still going to exist in our society. It's going to continue forever unless they change, change the cycle. Mm. It's got to be on a curriculum. As soon, when you learn about history or geography, it's don't be a dick subject. Yeah. And it's that's inclusiveness, inclusiveness um, empathy towards other people. It's about... Um, gay rights it's about um different ethnic minorities it's about just life skills just to be a normal decent person it's mm. not hard but, but do that, you think, that's do you think more if they were stuck in a cell for six months they'd change their tune don't know. i don't i think they just no yeah and em- em- might do but em- empathy's the key term, word that's not going to change change anything mm. em- but, my, but my point with that was what i was saying about a, a structure of you know white working class people and there's a lot of white working class supporters in rugby league arguably the, the majority but going back to to the point of rugby league I, I think a sport like rugby league should be should be celebrated even more so in times like this of how it of how it operates and how how fans and supporters uh, of let's face it a very diverse sport conducts itself and how, how little issues they have compared to football yeah I think like you said it's a societal issue so there are issues aren't there but in general, you look at some of the landmark things in rugby league. Um, you know, first black professional coach. Yeah. Um, we've we've had a, a you know Clive just a, a, a litany of group, yeah successful okay. um, you know black athletes who we've mm. celebrated mm. and and we've by our very nature I think been very inclusive throughout the history of our sport. I think um, you know we, the, there's just a big challenge at hand, isn't there, to to, to change the the, the the you know the perception in wider society. I think rugby league does a does a great job in mm. in in terms of all of that. But I'd like to think also if you if you went to and you know I I remember going to football matches as a kid and hearing racist stuff being shouted. I mean that's just I'm I'm 37. If you're 57 and you remember going to games in the, in the early 80s, some of the things you must have seen. And I've spoken to John Barnes about this. Like some of the things that those sorts of players, those pioneer black players, experienced are just mind blowing really but you'd like to think that <clears throat> these days you go to a, to any kind of sporting event if you were to hear anything like that you'd be the first person we'd be the first people to say what the fuck did you just say and, and grab that person and and get them through the line of punishment and and I think that I, I think that would happen at rugby league I'm not saying that it would even happen in the first place but if if someone was even stood on the the terraces at Cass and heard something like that yeah yeah they, be a, those fans would would be made accountable by yeah, the fans definitely yeah and I think this is where it's interesting I think when you look at the demographics of the supporter base for rugby league it, it is 50-50 you know it's quite feminine probably actually more feminine it's it's family, family oriented mm. you know you go to a football match and you know, you feel like you, you know, twenty 
20 to 35 year old men mm. so you know we've got to be really careful because we don't know who's sending these messages yeah what would be really useful is to profile everybody who's decided to send something like that and then start to build a picture of what and who that looks like because mm. we made some sweeping sort of assumptions that the yeah. white working class men the reality is we have no idea yeah. but i think a really useful exercise will would be <coughs> to profile people mm. who show ignorance on in all forms mm. and understand then what fuels that you know why what fuels that sort of hatred you know what is it and and then once we understand who's making those comments then we can start to work from there until then what are we doing mm. we just sort of you know rapid machine gun firing out tactics to stop it yeah which is not really going to work so it needs to get to the bottom of who it that's why the <laughs> question you asked right at the top will mm. is the question yeah who is it mm. exactly who is well, it wouldn't it be fascinating to actually for, for any of these people, well, not even not even to be caught, just to actually come out and say, "This is why we're doing it." But they this, is, this they, is who I am. This is why I'm saying they this. retreat. Cowards. They retreat like a flaccid penis turned into a foreskin. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what they do. They never stand. They never stand by the, the what they've said. Mm. They and, and, and you know, it, it's become a cliche now in this conversation, isn't it? But they would never ever say that, even to a little five foot five because Saka's face in the street. Would they? No, no, they no, would no. Never in a million years say that. No, it's yeah. The internet's anonymous, largely, isn't it? And 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 I think we're are we the first? We're just getting to grips with it, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? It's it's mm. it's, yeah, it's true. Still, it's what, still... what does twenty five years on from this look like? If this is where we are now, yeah. Because for me, I, I find it quite depressing. And again, I'm not comparing the people who are throwing pints up in the air and sticking flares up their arseholes in, in Leicester Square, Square to the to the racist. Because that, there is a, obviously a big difference between those types of people. But it feels that we are going backwards. You know, the, the, the more the years go on, you think we should be evolving and developing and learning and educating and moving forward. And, and uh, you know, I, I just think there's more awareness of it. So reporting of it is higher because everyone's more aware. I think there's more people, like you said, would pull somebody up for, mm. for an inappropriate comment. I think by definition, then our awareness of inappropriate comments mm. is higher. You know, 10 years ago, would that gesture of, you know, commenting on a black player's feed, would it have made the news? Mm. I don't know. No. I'm not sure it would. So... I think we're more aware of it, therefore we're finding it more. We're mm. finding it in different places, in surprising places where we didn't know that ignorance existed. Um, and then it's a constant process yeah. of, of doing that. It's a weird one because I, I, I can, uh, again, we, we have to emphasise the point that none of us can hear, can actually relate to no. that, obviously, for obvious reasons. No. But for example, my nephew, right, who's 14 months old, is mixed race. Yeah. Uh, he is, his dad is, is a black guy from Ecuador um, and I, so I, I have now a, a a sort of you know obviously a blood and family connection and the idea of him at 14 months being a 19 year old footballer say you know yeah. someone like Bukai Saka in, in 18 19 years time and not even not even be, let's let's take that away not even being anyone no one knows who he is but just being abused at school by those types of people makes me sick to, yeah, the, to the core yeah and 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 that to me seems where where we're going. Like to, that's an interesting experiment, isn't it? To take away the fact that these guys are celebrities, to strip it down to just being of color at school amongst other ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds who are going to be behaving like that. That's Maybe much, not to their faces, the just on social media. The point you make there is that this is highlighted. It's on a massive stage. It's three footballs. It's obviously it's terrible, but. 
if that's going on, then every school in the country, there's similar things happening. And there's there's lonely young black guys that's probably having to deal with this sort of stuff. Mm. And that's just more shocking to me that it kind of it high it, this issue, this this story is highlights that it is still common in society and it is it's well and it's, it's getting highlighted because of who they are but exactly yeah. so so can you imagine the amount of these stories which have never <laughs> even <laughs> been dealt with or addressed because it's not high profile and they're not celebrities who are being abused yeah. they're just your man on the street yeah and all the guys who are being abused can do is react and 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 continue to set what is an unbelievable example for young people and, and young people in their image is, is be incredibly competent at what they do mm. you know be unbelievable role models marcus rashford Marcus's some of the stuff guy. some of the stuff that he's done mm. you know for for you know feeding underprivileged children mm. is just incredible to use his profile yeah. for that you know well, i wonder if someone like him if it is just water off a, a duck's back now because it becomes so routine it it's almost be, it's so obviously it obviously we all know it's absolutely unacceptable but when they see it they, they probably it just probably doesn't have the same impact that it did when the first time they were racially abused five yeah. years ago or something, because it's so routine now, it's almost as routine as them taking the knee. They know that every day that I mean, Marcus Rashford said it himself, didn't he, before he missed that penalty? That wasn't there one day he checked his messages and he had something like seventy-five racial slurs and orangutan emojis and all these sorts of things. That was just a standard. Wake up on a Thursday morning. Oh, there you go. There's my racist section. I'll just report those and yeah. and, and it almost it doesn't dishearten him as much because it's become so routine and just yeah. like so it's become so normalized for them yeah that's it. i mean yeah well yeah it's just it's a sad one isn't it really it's sad it's i find it quite depressing. it's just an amazing role model these guys are amazing role models and the just the the weakest fucking humans you know in society mm. take pot shots at them based on the colour of the skin. The pigmentation of the skin's darker than... Mm. It's just... It's weird. Else's. I mean, like, again, not comparing the, uh, the, the, the <coughs> louts, whatever you want to call them, the thugs and stuff that happened in Leicester Square. And I, I was watching some videos. Remember Dominic Matteo, who's played for Leeds, Liverpool? Yeah. He, he was at the uh, England-Italy game and um, he's got Italian family, whatever. He's probably supporting Italy there. And he said he... The scenes that he was greeted with and he put a video and he retweeted a video on, on, on his Twitter... Um, of these people basically without a ticket trying to get in to the stadium and they, they basically just barged down this door and there was a video which was about a minute long with just r people who look, would just look like you know old enough to be your dad stood there in shorts and an English shirt or whatever just going up and just whacking anyone just punching anyone and, uh, and uh, so these people were barging through the door the security had been completely overwhelmed. Obviously, they're not armed or they don't have any, any, any batons or anything. They're just there and, you know, some of them about 10 stone piss wet through what they're going to do. Essentially, they're just getting paid minimum wage to stand by a door and, you know, do their job. Yeah. But they're, they're not trained to, to in combat or they're not trained no, no, to, no. To, to be able to do anything in this situation. And I, just, I was watching it thinking that this could quite easily be a scene from 1983. Yeah, when, well, when like, hooliganism was yeah. at its absolute worst. This is Wembley Stadium. We're hosting, well, not, not hosting a tournament, but we essentially were, weren't we? Uh, the hosting the, the you know, England hosting the final of a major tournament. And we've got those sorts of scenes with these sorts of people who are obviously alcohol fueled, but all just punching other random people, kicking people on the floor when they weren't looking the other way in the head. I thought, like, what, yeah. what is this? Yeah, we've well, got to be really careful about us preaching about how other countries are, are behaving because we, we've got. You know that yobbish culture, aren't we? There's a streak We've of yobbish. We've always had that, though. Yeah, we? but but it's 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 there, isn't it? 
yeah. you know, it's it. We are we're a grotty country, aren't we? Yeah, at we times. are. We really are. Yeah, I mean, we really are. In our lifetimes, we've lived through the '80s, and you know, even in the early '90s, it was pretty bad as well. But we, but we, but we now like to preach that they were the the dark old days. Yeah, and I just, they're I just, very much still I here, think, aren't yeah, they? It's sad that you know the England football performance in the Championship, which was one full of hope and inspiration and 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 competency and excellent performance and all the things you know we enjoy about sport that then the narrative has flicked to focusing on this but also it's a great way to highlight that the, there is an issue and um i think people because we don't see it like you said about rashford you know seeing his messages you know because we don't see it and we we're not around it mm. It, you know, it's sort of not part of our psyche, is it? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where the Black Lives Matter thing has fallen foul of, of maybe just everyday people who, who aren't racist, you know, but just like, well, oh, it's not, you know, I'm not racist. You know, my son's not racist. You know, what, what are we doing this? You know, because they don't see it, whereas this well, is... Because, because we bang on about it being a minority. I'd be fascinated to, to know how much of a growing minority it is and, like, whether this has a snowball effect and, and, and you know, like copycat stuff where they other kids see this happening and they want their five seconds of weird inverted commas fame for being able to do something like this yeah, i just don't know who's or the yeah. kick of getting away with it and not getting caught <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know it's anyway right. we've ranted on long enough and we, but I, I, the, the bottom line for me is get get social media companies it's not going to happen but get social you media get, companies you get, you do it you get, you get, get social media companies to put to you, you've got to be able to put your passport details in that is a very simple way immediately to stop that sort of behavior because anyone knows straight away oh what passport number five one nine three seven two five nine nine thank you very much yeah 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 is that your passport that is my passport number, is it yeah. wow. should, I, should i give those details away yeah. it's quite quick wasn't it? i don't think anyone heard it um do you want the last word yes go on then thanks <laughs> you've been great <laughs> It's an interesting topic. It's going to go on and on. It's going it to rumble yeah. on. Well, it never on. stops, Will, does it? That's the point. No, no. Is it, it's like, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, highlighting it and talking about it. Yeah, fine. But like I said, we've got to understand where it comes from, profile who's making these kinds of calls, mm. and then work out a practical way of, beyond just taking a knee, practical ways of educating and, and, and upskilling these people yeah. to understand you know, life. And do you know what? I think people should be like law-abiding citizen. Take things into your own hands, you know, <laughs> literally. You, what like law-abiding citizen? Where, what, like, where he tapes the guy to a table and does <laughs> o o operates on him. That yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I'd do that to the people abusing Marcus Rashford and <laughs> James Sanchez. I think, you know, going going back to the being in the stands and, and hearing anything or any, any of that kind of behaviour, you'd like to think now that, that people would, more than ever, Call, call these people out. I'm not saying violence. I'm just saying, you know, justice. Ver verbally take it into your own justice. hands. Justice. Take it into your own hands morally. Yeah. Yeah. Do well. it. Um, there you go. Uh, another podcast done and dusted. Another rant from John Wilkin, mainly. You I spoke for brain at 90% of that. I don't John. know if I did. Um, it felt good. Give good. us a little follow out, out of your RL. Let's get this conversation going on, on Twitter. Mm. That'd be ironic. Ironically. <laughs> Head to yeah. social media. Very good. Um, <laughs> go and download the podcast wherever you get it from and we'll have another one for you next week. <laughs>